We're live. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Div Chat. The three greatest minds in WordPress and Divi are on tonight. <laughs> the three greatest. Uh, yeah, that's right. No, I'm just kidding. Tonight, we're going to talk about some things that you may or may not need help with. I know that when I was beginning, I didn't really know what to do, and I'll share my experience. Sure, Leslie and Corey will as well with contracts, terms and conditions, and other legal <laughs> stuff. I'm I'm over here reading the title. My bad. <laughs> CYA. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna call this the CYA episode. Cover your butt, and uh, <laughs> you know we're just gonna we're gonna kind of share our experience with you as far as. What we're we not lawyers. Don't you don't have to take it as legal advice. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's a perfect. Leslie, give them our disclaimer, please. That was that it. <laughs> you that was you it. don't have to take our advice. We're not, We're not lawyers. <laughs> we are not lawyers. Are so uh, not legally <laughs> yeah. considered lawyers. Please take this. We are not culpable. <laughs> Alfred I. Valid in Hawaii or Alaska. This is our experience. Do not, you know, take it to a courtroom. Uh, I guess we should introduce ourselves. So I'm going to go ahead and, ladies. First, go, Leslie. Hello, I'm Leslie Burnell uh, of A Girl in Her Mac, and you can find me at a girlinhermac.design. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm distracted by my dogs. Um, a Girl in Her Mac, add A Girl in Her Mac on Facebook and Twitter. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I thought it was a girl in her Mac Gutenberg. <laughs> Soon. <laughs> hey, Corey. Hello, everybody. Uh, Corey Jenkins coming at you from Prescott, Arizona. Uh, Aspen Grove Studios, Divi.Space, uh, web developer, and uh, WordPress enthusiast, Word, WordCamp uh, Phoenix organizer, which is actually coming up, uh, what, next weekend? Yeah, not this weekend. Not this I guess, weekend. I guess we'll next. Be out there, so we're excited about that. If you haven't gotten your tickets yet, there's still some available. They're going fast, but hurry up and grab them. Just Google WordCamp Phoenix 2018. Awesome. And uh, I am David Blackman, the other half of Aspen Grove Studios, Divi Space. Divi Chat, one-tenth, fiftieth of one, you know, whatever percentage of. <laughs> and WPThePodcast.com as well. And I would like to say that I'm really excited to share with you all about contracts and stuff. But as you can tell, our panel's overflowing with people that <laughs> wanted to jump on the episode tonight <laughs> and talk about this fun stuff. But this topic was submitted by one of our viewers, Andrew B. He requested that we cover it. And you know what? We aim to please. So let's, we're going to talk about it. Um, you guys want to start first? Because I've been talking for a while and I want some cup of tea. So. <laughs> I'll, I'll kind of kick it off and talk about um, how I kind of yeah, started putting together contracts and messing around with it and stuff. So I um, I got back in, into the world of uh, self-employment and um, web, web design and development back in, um, Oh, I suppose uh, around 2014, it was a little after my first son was born and I said, I'm quitting my job so I can spend more time uh, with him. Anybody that knows me know, knows I love my kids. So I just kind of went out on a limb and did it again. 
Um, and I, I kind of realized, uh, you know, even though I had done this in the past, uh, and, and um, I never really had a good like process for, for contracts and stuff and realized that um, because, because I had been burned in the past that you had to be really regimented and everything needs to be very well documented uh, when you go into a, um, a web design contract. So I, I was kind of lost a little bit and uh you know there's some some free templates online and, and whatnot but i ended up taking a a course from uh troy dean at wp elevation this was this was like four years ago probably um at least and in that he, he kind of walks you through uh you know how, how to put together contracts proposals uh he, he gave you a template which is actually kind of what we use to this day based somewhat loosely on contract killer and then we, uh, as we were studios, we've kind of revised that and made it our own over the years, but the, uh, legalese and overall tone of it, so to speak, is, is kind of the same as contract killer and, and Troy Dean, um, proposed to you. So it's, uh, it's really a good feeling to go into a project knowing that you've laid out the guidelines, you're saying what you're going to do, what you're not going to do. And, um, it's something I, I highly recommend to everybody that they, that they get in line. Um, it's not a one size fits all contract that we use, but uh, you know, m maybe something like contract killer, you can take over and, and make it your own. Leslie, what do you do for contracts and stuff? Do you use them? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't at first. Um, probably like a lot of people, I started with um, friends and family, small jobs, um, you know, NPO sites. Um, so, you know, you kind of, you're kind of in the favor realm sort of, you know, in the beginning for some of us, um, so yeah, I didn't really think about contracts. Um, thankfully I've never really been burned by not having one. I don't have like a really bad horror story. Like I've seen, um, some people have, um, but I did eventually, you know, start, okay. Like, Hey, it's a business. I really do need a contract. Um, and yeah, I kind of, I started with Google. I mean, with, <laughs> for the contracts, for the terms and conditions, privacy policy, um, which I didn't even put any of all of that until I started selling child themes. Um, but yeah, I kind of Googled stuff and see, saw what other people are doing. Um, I looked at Contract Killer also. And yeah, and like, I think a, a, a big thing Corey said is it's okay if you have a contract and um, you have to tailor it to every client. That's normal. Like, don't feel like you're doing anything wrong. If you have one contract, you're like, oh my gosh, well, that's kind of different. It, you're supposed to tailor it for, for clients. So um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of where I started. Yeah, I think for me, um, I don't recommend this for anyone. Um, <laughs> but I, I've <laughs> yeah, do as I say, not as I do. I, I, I know where you're going here. Yeah. You're going. Uh, and, and Corey has experience with this because our first, you know, few clients were we, we did not do contracts. I mean, I shook hands with people. I I talked with them, and I don't know if I'm just come from an old school, you know, mentality of my word is my bond. You know, if I say that I'm going to do something for you, I'm going to do it for you. I know that I'm going to fulfill on my end. However, that's not necessarily the best practice when you're, you know, um, because, you know, you're putting out a lot of work and you're hoping that they pay the money in return. Um, with saying that, I'll, I'll say that I've never had an issue, you know, when I've used contracts and I have used them with clients, even in my handshaking days, 
my gut always told me when I needed to have a contract with a client, um, which in my experience before Car Corey and I partnered up was only twice in the first two years. So, you know, in two years of building websites for clients, I only had two that I actually signed an agreement with. And both times it's because I came out of the meeting with, from them, from the meeting with them, with just the, my gut telling me, okay, I need something more than just a handshake. And here's what we agree upon. Now we would have a clear scope of what I was going to do and stuff, but I didn't have a quote unquote legal contract where they would sign, you know, I would sign. I only did that twice. Corey and I partnered up and we continued that. I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm just going to be honest. Um, you know, and these were, you know, originally when I was doing it, it was in the local market. So I knew a lot of the people, I knew a lot of the businesses, I knew where they were. Um, but when Corey and I started doing things with Aspen Grove Studios, our clients started to become national and international. Uh, so we had to kind of change up some things. And now we don't do a project without a, a contract. We just don't do it. And um, we're going to share with you in, in our show notes and stuff, you know, what we use. Right, Corey? Will we throw up a basic, give them a sample, a generic one and put it yeah. on the Divi chat for them? That'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I can throw something up. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, David's a Southerner. Um, I'm a California <laughs> native and resident of 31 years in California. So I, I think things work a little, little different out there. Sometimes than they do in the South, we don't do handshakes. See, and I'm from Texas and California, so I can yeah. kind of get where both of y'all are coming uh, so, from. Yeah. So, you know, California, you can get sued for, you know, the, the smallest, smallest little thing. So it's always ingrained from like birth, like, you know, have a contract. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, so, so our, our contract, it's, it's not only the legalese, um, you know, it's in our contracts, we kind of put together everything. We put together a project uh, summary. We put together, um, you know, the, the different uh, solutions uh, that we're going to use in a project. We kind of outlay that. We put together um, a, a pricing breakdown and pricing schedule. And, and we also put together a, uh, a schedule of the project, how long it's going to take. The discovery phase is going to take us a week. Uh, the web design and development portion is going to take us four weeks. Testing, debugging, launch, two weeks, et cetera, kind of depend, depending on the project. So, so, so ours is kind of like an all-encompassing um, contract slash proposal um, slash just outline of, of the project. And, and, and we do add sometimes, uh, you know, if the client has other documents that they've sent us, we, we, we could add things as, as an addendum and refer to that uh, in our primary contract. But uh, for the most part, we're using, um, you know, our, our main contract slash proposal for, for every client and then tailoring it uh, for their needs. So it, it's more than just, just a contract. It's kind of all encompassing uh, everything for the client that we use. Yeah. yeah and, and, and go ahead. Go ahead. No. Well, I was just going to say that, um, you know, even when you feel like you have, you've covered all your bases, um, you know, it, it's not, it's not um, uncommon to have that one project where you're like, ah, that one thing, I didn't think of that. And then you're going to update your contract. You know, you're going to go through projects and you're like, you know what? Okay. This happened. Let me change that wording, whatever. You're going to always want to keep updating your contract. Really? Go ahead, David. Yeah. yeah I, I was going to say, as I'm listening to myself talk and listening to my own experience, 
and you may this may be the same way with you if you're from a small town or you're in a local area and stuff now that i look back on it i think people would give me thousands of dollars because we i required 50 percent up front and 50 percent upon completion and they would give me thousands of dollars without anything without any contract <laughs> other than i'm going to do what i say i'm going to do you know here's when it'll be complete and let's go to work <laughs> i think about that and i'm like yeah no same here same here i I had i had a my all my first client well most of my clients were like small individuals or mom and pop type uh businesses and and yeah i don't even when i was not using contracts yet and i was starting out and i would tell them i was starting out but i was never asked do you have a contract you know it's kind of crazy when you think about it um i think you know it, it takes us back to an era when you know there was a transition and shift probably in our lifetimes because Corey's he's the young buck on the episode tonight. And um, I'm definitely the old person on the episode. And <laughs> back then when I was a kid and stuff, you just, that's the way they did business. You know, there, there just wasn't a lot of somebody mentioned suing, you know, I think it was Corey. There just was not a lot of lawsuits and, I guess everybody saw it as a as a as a quick way to make money to sue somebody, and and people started feeling like they had to, um, you know, protect themselves. Because when I grew up, we never locked our doors to our house. I mean, it was open twenty four seven. Now, California, I don't know about that, Corey, <laughs> but where I grew up, everybody's house was open, and oh, you could just walk no. in. <laughs> <laughs> not not no. where I, not where I grew up uh, in California. Definitely not the neighborhood I grew up in. Yeah. <laughs> You had to lock your doghouse even. They'd, they'd rob you. <laughs> oh, man. Man. You must you must have been. Where are you from, man? Compton? Yeah. <laughs> right. Beautiful Bakersfield. It's kind of like Bakersfield. <laughs> Bakersfield. Okay. Uh, Jonathan Doyle's asking if, if we have a contract drafted by an attorney that we adjust. Um, our answer is no. Ours isn't drafted by an attorney. Uh, kind of as we mentioned, it's. Uh, it's a one-off of, of contract killer, which is probably the most widely used um, uh, contract base, I would say, among web designers and web developers. Yeah. Um, no, we we haven't uh, had anything drafted by by an attorney. Uh, if if you have an attorney at, at your disposal and you think you need that, I would definitely recommend it. I've heard of people doing that. Yeah, I mean, if you have it, sure, use it. I mean, you're paying the dude from retainer. I'm yeah. Uh, <laughs> You know, with us, uh, contract killer, Troy Dean, WP Elevation, uh, I, I, I kind of looked at, you know, like, like that's that's enough. If you read the legal portion of of what we use and, and we'll link to it, it's it's pretty it's, it's extensive enough and it, and it covers you in, in those areas. Yeah, we well, had I- we actually had an attorney review contract killer. Oh. Just take a look at it to see. And, you know, unless they're, you know, for, for the most part, like Corey said, it's going to cover all the bases. It's got all of the, and it's in very normal speak, layman's like terms. You, yeah. layman's terms, like you and I can understand it. If you go out and get an attorney and you put together this really, you know, legalized document that you want to have people sign, you're, you know, you've got the potential of what am I signing, you know? And um, so what were you going to say, Leslie? Um. I forgot, but now, but now I'm going to say, well, with my terms and conditions, um, which, like I said, I didn't put that into effect until I started selling child themes. I, I don't know the, if, 
when you're supposed to put that in, but that's why I did it. But um, I looked online and um, I found uh, it seemed, you know, seemed reputable. There, there's several good terms and conditions and privacy policy templates, and you can change your information. But those types of documents are very like big words, and you know, and I I went through mine and reworded it a little. But there's some stuff that you know, you, it's just legal jargon, and it needs to be there. Um, but yeah, that's because you don't want them knowing what it is. Right? <laughs> Terms and conditions. I stuck emojis in mine. So Leave. if anybody even bothers to read my page, they're going to find emojis and jokes and everything. <laughs> the more legalese, the better on terms and conditions, <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah, you can't be too uh, detailed. Emojis really. definitely help. Set the tone. Yeah. Oh, I know what I was going to say. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> well, I don't know if it's going to get it off too off topic, but even before you, you know, I think the biggest issue for when you first come into this space um, and are kind of learning everything as you go is the problem with being assertive and you feel like, uh, you know, can I ask for this? It, a lot of people, I, I had this problem. Like I want to, I want to feel professional and like a business, but I don't want to scare anybody off. Um, you know, where, where is the line? You know, I think, um, that kind of confidence is also, it's going to be part of this whole process. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Oops, I'm muted. <laughs> and I couldn't <laughs> find my mouse. I'm like over here <laughs> hunting for it instead of just looking down, trying to look at the camera. So my bad. <laughs> What's next? Yeah, I, I, I guess, yeah, I guess we'll kind of jump over to, to terms and conditions. Um, you know, depending on what type of uh, services you offer, what kind of, you know, maybe products you sell on your website, your your terms and conditions are uh, definitely going to change. Uh, our, our legal section on Asper Grove Studios and Divi.Space are probably a little bit more extensive than the, uh, than the average um, legal section because we offer plugins, child themes. We have, you know, we have to talk about... Um, you know, uh, licensing and warranties and support refund policies, kind of everything like that. We need to put in that, that legal policy, um, you know, to, to, to kind of cover us in, in different areas. And I mean, what we did is, is just look at some similar companies like ourselves and pull bits and pieces from those in, into our website. Uh, once again, we, we, we haven't had ours, uh, you know, reviewed by or drafted by, by a lawyer. Uh, we, we've, we've probably had it somewhat reviewed, I'm sure, but um, there's, you know, for us, we, you know, to kind of take what's out there and just make it our own and, uh, you know, make sure that all, all of our areas are covered. The most important things for us are the refund policy, uh, you know, saying if for some reason a product affects your site in any way, we're not responsible for lost sales, um, different things like that. So ours is probably more extensive than, than a lot of people's uh, legal section is. But it's uh, it's definitely important, and you want to think of those aspects of your business that you want to be covered in, and put those in your in your legal section of your of your website. Yeah, and terms and conditions don't only apply for your website. There's terms and conditions that you're going to want in the contract with your client as well. Like Corey kind of discussed, refund policy. Do you have one? You know, uh, you may want to cover things like, um, you know, if the client goes dark, if they ghost on you. Um, I, I had one client, one of my very first clients, one of my first out of my local area clients from the Divi groups, gosh, probably back in 2015, which is three years ago, paid me to build something for them, put their 50% deposit down. Um, I finished the project. They paid their 
final 50% went on vacation. I haven't heard from him in three years. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it must be nice to have that kind of money to throw several must thousand be, dollars. Vacation, you know? right? <laughs> I hope nothing happened to the person. Right. Now that I'm sitting here die. thinking about it. Holy crap. I hope nothing happened to him. Um, like, a, like a weekend at Bernie's scenario. Right? <laughs> So just make sure that you have that stuff covered in your contract with your clients. You know, what your deposits yeah. are, what your There's terms and conditions are. Yeah. What, you know, time frames, if they go dark, I would r highly recommend that you set a maximum time frame in your contract that we're going to be finished within 60 days. If we're not finished with this project within 60 days and it's due to you dragging your feet, we're going to require a final payment before it's done. So just because they are dragging their feet doesn't mean that you shouldn't cover yourself, you know, because you, you can't just go on forever and ever. And you need to try to be understanding and, and you need and you need to be understanding, but cover yourselves at the same time. Um, we haven't really had to use that clause, but I do think we have something in there uh, to the effect of you got to pay us if you disappear for six weeks or something like that and we can't find you, you yeah. know, because we're busy and we have other clients <clears throat> and stuff. So those are some terms and conditions that you're going to want to put in the contract as well. Also, um, because I see this asked in the Dippy groups, um, you'll want to put, um, you know, are you going to hand over admin access? Um, if you're not, do you want to use a role editor? Um, you know, make sure you you clearly define things post production, post handing it over, because a lot of clients will come back or or they'll say, you know what, I can do it on my own. Thanks for building it. I'll take care of it. A lot of times they'll break something, um, uh, you know, or they just can't figure it out, or maybe they just change their mind. Um, so so you want to fix it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and you know maybe that's when you want to you know squeeze in the maintenance plan when you're bringing up the contract stuff like that. And a lot of this you're going to learn as you go. Um, it's very overwhelming in the beginning. You know, you're, you, maybe you'll get burned. To me, I think people will need to get burned at least once to kind of learn. Um, but, uh, but yeah, there's, there's going to be a lot of things that, that you'll keep adding on to it. Yeah, you definitely will learn as you go along what you need to put in, what you need to look for, what works for you, what doesn't work for you and stuff. Because what works for us may not work for you. A lot yeah. of people like Corey... I mean, we're business partners and you heard him. He's from California. You know, we ain't doing nothing without you know, <laughs> getting our stuff on the dotted line. And here I come strolling in here and I'm like, oh, it's all good. <laughs> I think in our entire time in business, we've only had one person stiff us and we had an agreement with them and they were a pain in the ever living asshole from <laughs> jump street and we knew they were going to screw us and we still took it which is how stupid are we it's the new york lady you know who i'm talking yeah, about right? yeah I, I think i think we got enough uh deposit from her to kind of to cover yeah. at least our cost <laughs> yeah. on stuff but yeah it, it's, at some point you, th you throw up your hands and you go you know what this is not worth my time i, I don't care what the contract said i'm i'm just gonna get out yeah. of this let's move on to bigger and better things and and let it go. Um, and that brings up add a kill clause. Maybe you find that you and the client can't work together. Put yeah. something in there that lets you go part ways amicably. Yeah, she was she was a little. Crazy. What's a kill clause? 
define that. Define that. What's good um, called? Well, I haven't looked at my contract in a while, but I have. I put something in there um, after after I parted ways with the client. I did add something that said uh, something to effect where you know if this isn't if one of the parties isn't uh, satisfied, you know, isn't satisfied or something like that. Um, you know, I still keep a certain amount, the deposit probably. Um, and yeah, we part part ways. But I, I mean, I've I've fired two clients. I haven't been fired yet, but probably will. Okay. Hey, well, there you go. That's something that. <laughs> We haven't really. Probably had. will. I'm just kidding. It does. Yeah. <laughs> Corey's like, I'm first. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully not. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so there's a lot of things that go into it. And I guess it's probably wise and smart to protect yourself and, you know, go ahead and, and, and get your agreements and contracts lined up, um, put them in place. Now, having used them for a few years, I can't even imagine not using them now, you know, just because of the clarity that it gives for you and the clarity that it gives for yeah. your client, you know, yeah, that, the peace that, of mind, it's really for them too. And you need to make them understand that. Cause I think a lot of clients are like, Oh, well, this is to protect you. And like, what am I going to, it's really not, it's for both parties. That's right. Yeah. Cause we, we list out, like Corey said, we put the scope of the project in the contract. Yeah. We put the terms, how long it's going to take, each development phase of how long each phase is going to take for us to do. So if we don't live up to what we say we're going to do, well, then they can hold us accountable. Hey, look, this is in the agreement. This is in the contract. So like Leslie said, it works both ways. It's yeah. Yeah. And, and there's, there's little things you, you want to put in there. Um, you know, the client will provide the content, I, you know, with, with a normal web design project, we can't be writing content and, uh, taking photography, you know, taking photo, custom photos and things like that. That's in there. Um, if you, if the customer says at first, they don't want hosting and a maintenance contract you put in there, this, uh, this price does not include hosting. Um, that way, you know, because you will refer back to that contract and proposal throughout, uh, the process of, of designing and launching this person's project. And, you know, you can say here, Hey, we told you we'd, create a maximum of eight pages. You're asking for 20 more. It says it in the contract. We're doing eight, eight pages. It, it, it gives you a leg to stand on. And, and uh, you know, and, and it goes both ways. Sometimes you might forget something and the client will say, Hey, uh, it says this in the contract. Oh, okay. That's right. We'll, we'll honor that. I, I forgot. I'm sorry. Um, it, yeah. It happens. Well, and like Corey mentioned, I think this is an important point. Um, you know, a lot of clients don't, they assume a web design comes with, you find their pictures, Maybe you write their content, um, you know, you add and you design it. Um, it's up to you what you want to do, but make sure you outline it because a, a person, you don't know what they know. And, and I had this problem early on and sometimes I still do this. I talk to people as if they know what I know. And sometimes I'll use terms and then I'm like, okay, I'm just confusing them because they're, they're not in my industry. Right. Um, shit. I just lost my train of thought. I'll save you. I'll save okay. you. Uh, you know, I was wondering which meme I was going to go with. Nope, 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 <laughs> nope. Or the oh, hell no. When you started talking about the content stuff. Here's one thing I do want to throw in there. And this is a tip that I'm going to tell you to do uh, that Corey and I do in every single one of our contracts. He brought up cover hosting, all of that stuff. Great. We put in as a line item and offer it in every one of our agreements, even if they tell us. We don't want it. And we have the word optional beside it. 
you know, and that is the ability for an, an end recurring revenue upsell, which is a maintenance plan, basically a service agreement to provide and perform updates, um, backups and security and hosting those four things. And it's a, you know, it's a flat fee. They pay it annually. And I got to tell you, how many people have turned us down for that, Corey, on clients that we, we use? Is it yeah. 25% maybe? Yeah, not not many. Yes, it's yeah, definitely not higher than that, I, I don't think. I mean, some clients, you, you know, from the get-go, just from your discussions, that they're, they want to keep their hosting or, you know, they're, they're already in hosting contract with like WP Engine or whoever it might be. They have other sites there and, and they're going to keep them. And um, so sometimes you, you know up front that the client's absolutely not going to want that. But yeah, the, the ones that we offer to uh, not only um, uh, maintenance, but also something like SEO retention, uh, right. which, which is important to, to a lot of uh, projects, you know, make sure that they don't have a bunch of uh, 404 links coming up and things like that. Make sure that we're keeping their, um, their, uh, ranking authority in the project. That's another service that we offer. And yeah, I would say that the vast majority of people actually go for those services and same thing, you gotta have them detailed out of what it entails and exactly what you're gonna do. It has to be as extensive as the development portion of your contract. Well, we can tell that this topic is as popular with our viewers <laughs> as it is with our Is it, our is panel. it crickets? Because we, <laughs> We typically have, we've been inching towards, you know, 20 live viewers a week. We're down oh, no. to, we're down to six right now. <laughs> yeah, three with three the, of them are probably on this panel right I mean, now. <laughs> so that's probably three of you. Not me, not me. And, and in the groups, you know, in the Facebook groups, you see it asked quite often, I, I think. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, think it, I think it'll hit a note with like some newcomers. And, and I, I don't think that a lot of newcomers are the ones watching our show because they haven't heard about it yet, but right. hopefully, yeah. uh, hopefully they'll yeah. jump. Yeah. The important thing is cover yourself. If you're not doing it, it's never too late to start doing it. Um, Google is your friend and there are tons of website contract templates out there online and odds are they're probably pretty good if they're ranking in Google because a lot of people are using them. <laughs> um, we recommend the contract killer, like Corey said, and we modified it to our own. Um, you know, we talked about terms and conditions. I don't know if we want to dive into more deeper on the website. Um, I think we kind of covered that no, stuff as well. I, I think huh? if we just talk a, a little bit about privacy policy and maybe um, maybe like an onboarding form or a client form, um, that's pretty much Yeah. Over. <clears throat> you want to talk about privacy well, policy? My, my understanding, and I don't know if I'm right about this, is that privacy policy is required when you collect any type of information, even if it's just an email address for your subscribe list. So, which is probably everybody who's watching you, probably using Bloom or something to get an email address. Um, so, you should have a privacy policy page. Um, and there's templates for that too. Uh, yeah, and basically, you're just telling people what you're doing with their information, what you're not doing with their information, stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I know. I know in uh, Europe, um, they're you know it's a little bit more extensive. And when you know when you visit certain websites and they have that pop up, you have to agree to, and it says this website utilizes cookies for cookies. yada yada yada. Um, I, I'm I'm really surprised that's not mandatory in the in the U.S. as well for how regulated we are uh, in some areas. But even though even though if you are in the U.S. or another country where that's not required. 
yeah, don't put it on the front end if you don't have to, but have that in your privacy policy that you do collect information. The website utilizes cookies. Uh, if you are collecting, um, you know, email data, if a person makes a purchase, just, just put that in your, in your privacy policy, cover that, um, you know, so, so, you know, for one, uh, for legal purposes, you know, too. So it, it'll just make you feel better kind of being honest with people. So you're not like, you know, sneakily connecting their email addresses and stuff. And you're going to look more professional. If you have all these things on your, on your site, um, you're going to look legit. So, <laughs> it, I mean, it can't hurt you. That's right. I, I agree. Yeah. And there's, there's all kinds of like templates out there for privacy policies uh, as well. I think, I think there's even generators where you put in your company name and it like, yeah. Puts it yeah. In I, I think I, and you I, can I copy it and paste it in. Yeah. Um, a couple of people in the live chat would like for us to speak to NDAs, non-disclosure agreements. Do you use them? Do you have them? Uh, and yes and no. <laughs> so I know Leslie does a lot of white well, label work. We yeah, I've, I've signed work. some. I, I've, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we just recently signed with a, a new p- potential client. No, we haven't done any work for them yet. But, um, you know, it's not uncommon to where you may be building a website for someone and they don't want the world to know that you built it for them. And they're going to request that you sign a non-disclosure agreement. And I'm okay with it. You know, it doesn't really bother me. Um, You know, now we did have one client fashion Institute of technology for state of state of New York university that just got the website that we built for them. All this mass media, you know, Vogue magazine and all (laughs) kinds of stuff. And I'm like, oh, boy, I wish our link could be in that little. Oh. Right now. But <laughs> yeah, it, you know, it's the client's prerogative the, unless you put it in your contract, you know. Yeah. Um, so Vogue, if you're listening and anybody who saw that, <laughs> just want you to know Aspen Grove That's Studios. Built that, I, I, built I'm sure all website. of our listeners are, are reading Vogue. Uh, right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and another one besides NDAs, they wanted to talk, they wanted to know what our stance was on clients who pro- procrastinate with content for developing the website, which we kind of touched on, but they were wanting to know, do you charge late fees? So our stance was they have a deadline. If they drag it out, they have to pay their full bill and in, in full, regardless of if the website's done or not. So I guess that's a late fee. I don't know. It doesn't hold us up or keep our money. We've never had to do it. That's our, our stance. What about you, Leslie? Late fees? Um, I don't do late fees. Um, I get the 50% up front. And then from there, I collect in intervals. It's usually a second or third payment and then the final payment. So I'm usually okay if they happen to leave or, you know, take long. I've pretty much been paid to the point from where I've worked, so I'm not too bothered by it. Plus, I always have something to work on. So for me, it's kind of a help when they when my clients drag. Um, but I have heard of of, of people do. I, I don't. I think that's pretty normal to put late fees in there, um, or at least if you don't want to charge a late fee, say like, okay, but then you're going to the to the back of the line. I have other clients that are not late, you know. So now you're you, maybe I won't charge you a late fee, but you're gonna have to wait another month. I don't know. Um, there should be a penalty of some sort. Um, I think I just tend to be, uh, maybe a little too lenient. Um, yeah. but the, the clients I have left are kind of friends at this point. So whatever. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of, kind of in the boat of, uh, I, I don't think we've ever collected a late fee, but if we say the project is going to be wrapped up by this date, 
client still hasn't gotten us content or something like that, we expect the client to still pay us on that date, pay us, and then get it, get us the content. Um, we we haven't implemented uh, late fees. Uh, there's kind of a, a kind of a gray area there of like you know where you're nickel and diamond people, and is that really where you want your revenue to come in from? I understand it's somewhat of a convenience for scheduling purposes, but um, it, it just kind of depends on the type of business that you're running. I, I suppose if it's if it's a real regimented uh, web design business where hey, uh, website in a week, and you don't have your your content yeah. to it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, our, ours isn't quite that regimented. Our projects uh, tend to be a little bit larger, more spread out, and uh, you know, I, I just don't feel like that's an area where we want to make revenue from is is late fees. So, yeah, I, I know some people. Go ahead. No, uh, uh-uh. you go. Um, well, I I'm no, I can't think of who, but I'm sure I've heard of some people who won't um won't even start it without if not all, like a lot of the content. So, you know, if you're experiencing that a lot, you know, all your clients are being held up, um, you know, be like, Hey, I, I need, I, I'm not even going to touch it because once you start touching it and, and they kind of get used to, you know, lagging around and kind of, and kind of waiting, um, it's not going to help them get any faster. So, you know, if, if that's a problem for you, just say, Hey, I'm not even going to start it until I have such, you know, this, this, this. Yeah. There's a couple of things that other comments that, um, our six viewers are throwing in here, which is kind of awesome. Yay! Thank you, six viewers. <laughs> six <laughs> awesome viewers. It's six more awesome viewers. Who um, want to learn. R, <laughs> yeah. Josh R. wanted to know, how do we handle quotes and invoices? And I'm glad that Josh asked this question because specifically the invoices aspect, because this is important and it relates to your contracts and your agreements. We never turn over a website to a client until they've made final payment. I don't care who you are. We don't do it. You know, you just risk too much. And that's our agreement. And and that's in our contract. And, you know, 50% upon, you know, when we start and 50% upon completion, and then we don't turn it over. Um, unless it's mom, we might <laughs> right. turn your side over. <laughs> Before then, not Corey's So, if he if he's if, wondering what we use, I use seventeen hats to take care yeah. of all that. Yeah, we 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 invoice through PayPal or some of our clients pay by check. Um, so we send them an invoice; they mail us a check. Um, we're still old school like that. We accept checks. However, yeah. We recently changed that. I'm sorry. We don't take checks no more, by golly. Because <laughs> in this day and age, by the time it takes to get by a check. By the time they come, then, I have one client who pays for the check. Except for the client or clients that are somewhat close to my P.O. box, and it takes like a day <laughs> to get there. Yeah, it's, it, it's really If, if you're in the crazy. 928 area code, we'll take your check. It's nice not paying <laughs> fees. So, you know, I don't always, I don't usually mind if they want to pay by check because, you know, those fees add up. But, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Well, and, and, and that's another point we uh, we we do currently have in our in our contract, and and the larger some of your projects get, the more this makes an impact is um, is credit card fees and, and processing um, fees. Yeah. If if you have a thirty thousand uh, dollar project going on, that you know two point nine percent or whatever could could make an impact. So we do have in there, we have the option to you know if you want to pay with a credit card, then you have to. Pay that. Yeah, anything over five thousand dollars, I believe we 
we reserve the we reserve the right to add the 2.99 percent ah, that's smart I'm doing that. so i gotta be honest so we've never charged anybody it to do it <laughs> we yeah. do have it in our agreement and we we the way that we verbalize it is we reserve the right to charge the 2.99 percent or the credit card processing fee anything over five thousand dollars and um we just We've never done it. Um, I've, I've vacillated with, do we even just keep it in there? Do we take it out? Yeah, um, it's, it's good to have the right to exercise it. it I guess it depends yeah. on if it's like Halliburton or some huge company yeah. that, that maybe we'll charge it. Dick Cheney. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> as far as the quotes go, our quotes are in our contract that we send out. So the contract that we send out consists of the scope of the project, the quote, the cost, all of the terms and conditions. And then when they sign it, we sign it and boom, the project gets started. Project doesn't get started until they send the money in. Cause what's the old saying? Money talks and bullshit walks. <laughs> uh, so, you know, when they, when they turn the money in, we do it. Yeah. And if you're wondering how that works, um, like, like I mentioned, I happen to use 17 hats, but there's other um, software out there, but like with mine, um, it, it kind of sets up a workflow for you. You know, you, you set up your quote, you set up the contract. It'll, ca you know, once when it sends out to them, it, it shows them in in the order that they need to see it. Right. So so you can handle all that um, in, in some software, stuff like that. Yeah. And Pablo was asking about discounts for clients who turn in content before on or before the deadline. No, I don't. We don't. I mean, that's part of the agreement. I'm not going to dip a carrot in front of them again and again to try to get them to give us what we need to build their website. If you feel like that's the type of client that you're going to be doing work for, I, yeah. I'm telling you right now, the money is not worth it. Go find your ideal clients. Who, yeah. They have who to be more invested in their website than you are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If they can respect your terms, then they're great clients, you know, and you can respect them. It's mutual. Yeah. That's, that's a good gauge of how a, a project's going to go, how quick they are to, to get you that. Some clients have it all ready <laughs> to go before they even call you and, and uh, inquire about your services. And, uh, but it's, it's usually, you know, pretty indicative of how, how a project's going to go. Some, some people are busy, drag their feet. That's understand. That's understandable. Um, but others, you know, if they have everything ready to go, you know, that the project's going to be definitely finished in time, if not early, and they're going to, you know, get you what you need as, as quickly as possible. Yeah. And uh, Josh, I'll, I'll just make a comment. He's, he's working on um, monthly subscription model, so recurring billing will be necessary and stuff and more power to you. I love recurring revenue. So <laughs> whatever platform you're building out, I've always felt like that would be a great model for web design. Um, you know, depending on what the niche is and stuff, but I like that aspect. Well, there is this other, this thing called other legal stuff. Do we have any clue what's in the other legal stuff? No, or was not that, really. Or was that <laughs> kind of stuff we talked about already? I think, yeah, I think it was covered. The only thing I, I did want to mention, even though it's not technically a, a legal thing, um, was client forms, like, like a, maybe if you have like an onboarding form on your site or something that something more than just name, yeah. you know, and a, and a message. Um, we have but it. yeah, but those are always helpful. Um, 
And yeah. you know, that's a good gauge as well. If somebody doesn't want to sit there and just answer a couple of questions, you know, fine. Like they can go and find the simple form. Yeah, that's a good, Leslie brings up a good point. Um, we do have one of those forms on our website, uh, or at least we used to. We don't use we it very to. often. Um, and and it's strictly for the clients who don't have any content, don't know what they need to get. And it's basically to give them a good summation of what it is that you're going to need to build their website and about a history, you know, tell us all about your company. Um, I don't know if we still have access to that form or not. I, I think you got yeah, one from well, Tammy well, that was that actually weekend. That was actually derived from a WP Elevation as well. Um, okay. And we kind of made it our own. But, uh, you know, I mean, besides client answering answering those questions about their business, there's also things that, that we want to know. Uh, who's the primary point of contact? Who's the fallback okay. point of contact? Um, you know, we don't want 10 people putting their hands in this project. It's, it's, it's yeah. really hard, hard to deal with. So who's, who's the person who's in charge just making the final say on, on things, uh, what, you know, what's your billing address, th things like that. Yeah. And if you're dealing with a married couple, try to get one. <laughs> on, yeah. yeah. We're, not, we're not putting your cat's picture on your, on your <laughs> Man, now we're on the spot. I think we got to start over. We've doubled the viewers. Now. <laughs> oh, man. I am going to um, Tammy Grant of Sunflower Creatives did. Um, she has a, a a free downloadable client a form that's um, you know kind of detailed. So I'll, I'll include that in the notes for anybody that, who wants it. That'll be awesome. I'm sure people who don't have it uh, will get advantage of it. And um, I guess we need to give a a thank you to Troy Dane of WP Elevation. Let's <laughs> elevate. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, yeah, uh, Troy's Troy's a machine, but yeah, that that really in the beginning phases helped me get on track. You know, with that client onboarding um, template that he had, and you know the the contract template, and he even he even has like you know email sales type templates and things like that that let that me, he can use. Let me ask a question: Should we try to get Troy on Divi Chat? Let's do it. Why not? Let's let's elevate. Let's elevate. Have a lot of value. Uh, he was on WordPress Chick recently. Uh, WP Chick Kim Doyle, who's another Word, yeah, WordPress podcast that I listen to that I really enjoy. Um, she's been doing a lot of Facebook Live podcasts. So she interviewed Troy Dean and um, a week or two ago, and it was really really good. Troy has, like Corey said, he's kind of his mindset is to help you you know, learn and grow WordPress business, how to do that and stuff. So I'm going to reach out to him yeah, and see if he and, wants to. And 10, you know, t maybe not even 10 years ago, uh, you know, he's very honest about where he was at and he's, he used to be in the same position a, a lot of us are in, you know, um, right. you know we're at this point, we got to get serious about our business. We have to be more regimented. Um, so he came up with a lot of these uh, processes and he's passing them along. So it's, it's nice to not have to start from scratch like he and a lot of people did. So, so yeah. look for those resources out there. Yeah, that's what it was. Josh says he launched Rockstar Empires recently, and he did. Uh, that's what he was on talking about with Kim. Um, so check it out, Rockstar Empires. Troy Dean has, you know, he has refined that process of building a WordPress business over time and stuff. And I know that we have some things in the work for 2018 as well. Um, 
you know, with WP, the podcast, we've mentioned it a couple of times. I'm not sure if we mentioned it in Divi chat, but, you know, I feel like it's real important to, you know, kind of everybody wants to teach how to CSS and how to build websites. But one of the most important aspects of is building the business, you know, which is more what Troy Dean is focused on, which was now I'm thinking about. He's probably smart. There's thousands of developers who are teaching other developers and there's one Troy Dean teaching people how to do business, you know, so <laughs> we do have some stuff like that coming up this year as well, but not till third quarter. So. Um, oh, and even though I, I'm like, I don't really want to talk about it or anything, but um, <laughs> don't forget about taxes. The old negative. There you go. No, no, no. <laughs> no I'm just going to say, don't forget about taxes because I didn't even think about taxes till it was like the end of my first year. And I was like, Oh shit. Um, I was supposed to be charging tax, you know, some states it, it's a taxable service. Um, you know, so I, I owed a lot my first year. Um, and you know, these are all growing pains, but I didn't even think about it. Cause you know, I came from a regular nine to five, you know, type job where I got a, the, the stub and all that was taken care of. I never dealt with that shit. Um, sorry, <laughs> but, but you know, don't, uh, don't forget about that. Um, you don't want to play catch up for a couple of years paying your taxes, but you just have to start having kids. So you have write-offs, <laughs> right? <laughs> I, I was going to say, David's married to a CPA, so it's hard for him to forget. Yeah. Taxes. <laughs> no fair. Write, you can't you write the time of year, the time of year where I don't see you. Yeah. I can't write anything off. I always ask, can we write this off? No. I'm like, I, I write everything off. <laughs> All right, guys. So I think we pushed it pretty long. We didn't think we were going to go 30 minutes yeah. with this one, but uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> here we are at 50. And uh, I feel good. like I hope we've helped you guys out. I really do. Um, if you listen, I'm going to go ahead and throw some shameless plugs out here while we got some time. <laughs> and it's a light cast. If you listen to us on iTunes, the way that people find other podcasts on iTunes is reviews, engagement. So even if you don't listen to us on iTunes and you listen to us on YouTube, go over to iTunes and leave us a review uh, because that means that more WordPress and Divi users can find us. So if they're searching for a Divi podcast or a, a WordPress podcast, they're going to be able to find us if you give us a review and we would really appreciate it. And, you know, just a thumbs up on Stitcher and, uh, and a review on, are we, I think we're on Google play as well. Um, if oh, we're not, I did submit us to Spotify, but I haven't heard back. <laughs> uh, Apparently, it's hard well, to get on there. Make the Spotify cut. For <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll take a I'll take a look and see if we're on Google Play or not. I'll see about getting this. Yeah, on I think we. Uh, yeah. Right, so <laughs> we, we have a question a, about a, next week's episode, and then uh, do you need an Apple ID to leave a review? I, I believe you do. Correct. You do. That's why Google Play, you can leave it there as well. Or come on over to our website and give us a comment and let us know, hey, we're doing good. Um, Our next topic is supposed to be um, hosting for uh, clients, like an overview, which was also submitted by a user, um, John P. Man, we're back down to six viewers. I think we might have to have a fun topic next week. Hosting is going to put people to sleep. (laughs) John, we're coming to hosting, but yeah, try, um, we'll try to come up with a with a good yeah uh, topic. Yeah, on, on that same note, send us if if you guys do have different um, show ideas, uh, send us an email info at um, divi. Yeah, info at divi dot chat dot chat or yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you one somewhere. that might be good. 
and that might help me prepare because I'm going to be giving a talk at the end of this month. Um, it's it's called over the shoulder email marketing: how to grow your email list and revenue. Email oh, marketing is hugely important. People will love that. So I'm thinking maybe we can bump that topic up to next week. What do you guys think? Yeah, grow your uh, email list. Something okay. Yeah. Yeah. How to how to grow oh, yeah. your email list, email marketing, you know, how to how to grow your email list and increase revenue through email marketing. And it will help me. Because, yeah, we can be your guinea pig audience. Whew, <laughs> <come on>. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I've got to give a 40 minute talk on it at the end of the month. So, um, yeah. And it's been very successful for us. So I believe in it. We 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 love it. So there you go, Josh. Or who asked for that? Triniversal. Triniversal email marketing next week. Okay. And sorry, John, we'll get to the hosting. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to it, John. We promise we won't delete it. We'll just move it down. Yeah, we won't delete it. <laughs> All right. Gotta have some entertainment have any, in between. Do you guys have any parting thoughts? Who wants to go first? <clears throat> I'll go first. <laughs> um, I'll just say, uh, don't be scared because it's, it's kind of scary. I mean, uh, I, I don't know for me, you know, I do this alone. I don't have a staff. I don't have a team. Um, what helped me big time was finding people, finding the Divi Facebook groups. Um, but, but even if you're, if you're happen to be watching and maybe you don't use Divi, maybe it's, you're just here for WordPress info. Um, there's plenty of other groups. Um, but find people who do what you do that you can talk to about this stuff online because. I mean, I don't, I, who knows where I'd be if I didn't, <laughs> if I didn't find help. <laughs> so um, just get out there and, and uh, you know, look for online resources, but also try to meet some people um, who do what you do and who are in the same boat and learn together. Wonderful yeah. points. Yeah, there's, there's a ton of resources out there. Uh, learn from other people's mistakes. There's no reason yeah. to start from scratch on anything. Um, <clears throat> even if you're thinking about consulting an attorney, but you don't have enough money, get something in place, uh, look for some of those templates, at least to have in the interim until you can, you know, go see an attorney for your contract. Just, just do something, <laughs> but uh, yeah, do something. Yeah, don't be afraid to ask questions. I mean, find a, you know, find a business mentor, somebody who will even give you 10, 15 minutes of their time, uh, you know, talking maybe about their experiences and what's worked for them. Yeah. So. Come on over to Divi chat, divi.chat and check out the show notes, leave us some comments in that, um, on that episode, and we'll be glad to answer them as well. I mean, I'll jump in there and share any experience that I have. I agree with both what Leslie Corey said. You know, don't be scared. Um, it's never too late. If you've been, you know, doing it one way, it's okay to change your way up if you need if you need to. That's okay. That's a wonderful thing about self-employment, entrepreneurship, freelancers. You can, you know, it's not a one-size-fits-all for everybody you kind of find out yeah. what, what works best for you and stuff and go with it. And we're going to share lots of resources in our um, show notes for this episode. So head on over to Divi.chat and check out the show notes for episode. I believe we're on 64. Is that right? Or 60? I think so. Yeah. 64. 64. Yeah. And, um, and download a generic version of what we use. And um, Leslie's going to have a, a form from Tammy Grant, Sunflower Creatives. Thank you, Tammy. Sorry you couldn't be here. Looking forward <laughs> to when you're coming back. And uh, Sarah is coming back too really <laughs> soon. Uh, she's been, summer is 
school's back in session in australia so yeah, our, our southern hemisphere people have been have been missing so yeah, yeah they're they're vacay. yeah vacay and summer over there so um thanks again for tuning in to another episode of divi chat we look forward to seeing you guys next week really thank you to the six people who <laughs> forbeared in the contract episode <laughs> we, we, we stuck with it. Not, not the other five people that were there to jump back out yeah 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 because like, we're down back down to six now so yeah. um yeah thank you we'll see you guys next week and we're going to talk about email marketing have a great week everybody bye-bye